0: Hello and welcome to the Graniacs podcast. I'm Bill Free and I'll be your host here in downtown Stuttgart, Arkansas with Riceland Foods, the rice and duck capital of the world. Welcome, Freddie. Uh, yeah. We have a special guest today on our podcast, Freddie Garr, and uh, Freddie and I have both been here uh, for, for quite a while, Freddie, and right. give the, give the uh, group a, a little bit of history of, of your background of what you did before Riceland and then we'll get into what, you, what you're currently doing.
1: Yeah, so uh, before Rice and Foods, uh, I graduated high school, went to Arkansas. And, and uh, back then, it was a different time, obviously, than what it is now. Um, I had one week to make a decision. I had a choice. Uh, look, you can go play uh, football at Arkansas State University, or uh, you can go work as a Brakeman conductor on the railroad. So uh, looking at those two decisions, it was either be broke for another four more years or go somewhere and make some money. So I decided to take the latter. I went to uh, work for the Missouri Pacific Railroad as a brakeman and conductor. Wonderful. Um, and done that for about seven years.
0: I don't see many of those cabooses
1: left anymore, do you? Not any cabooses. They got rid of those, and that was the downfall of uh, the railroad story. Um, they, uh, Missouri Pacific did a consolidation with West, Western Pacific, Union Pacific, They started extending the trains, uh, doing away with the cabooses, doing automatic hot box detectors, which laid off people, and and so uh, we started down the road of
0: being laid off quite a bit. Was that in northwest Ark or northeast Arkansas? Northeast Arkansas, Little Rock subdivision. Okay, all right. Well, that's got some interesting, interesting history. So when did you start with Riceland? In 1983,
1: full time, in 1985
0: okay and uh where were you then
1: at fair oaks Arkansas. all
0: right give us a little history from from fair oaks uh, up to the present then
1: yeah so uh, uh after being laid off from the railroad I, I coached american legion baseball and win and one of the boys i coached dad managed to plant at fair oaks uh, brian porter was his name and I so remember brian yeah red yep so um coaching his son in the summertime he said so if you're not doing anything why don't you come work at the elevator this fall I never walked in an elevator in my life I didn't even know what he was talking about yep. so I, I took him up on it so I went to work the first harvest at Fair Oaks as a scale operator uh, about anything they needed like oh. we all had to do right Oh yeah. and so that started me down the road at, at Rice and Foods at Fair Oaks, Arkansas. Okay. Um, much different time back then um, the world was much different than what it is today in operations yep uh, so at Fair Oaks I started there like I said operating at scales during the fall I hung around for a couple of more years going back and forth railroad back to Riceland um, and then after my second year doing that he taught me to stand on full-time
0: oh that's good yeah So, uh, how long were you there at Fair Oaks 15 years 15 years okay mm-hmm. so that that took you up to early 1990 uh, let's see I
1: left, I started in 85 and left in 99.
0: Okay, Fair Oaks. And then I guess you went from Fair Oaks to Jonesboro? Jonesboro. Okay, Mm -hmm. all right. And how long were you, or yeah, were you in Jonesboro?
1: Well, I've been in Jonesboro, still in Jonesboro. That's where my office is at since 1999.
0: Okay, all right. So now you've been, I guess you've been with the company 30, how many? 38. 38 years. Give some of the changes you've seen oh uh, over the 38 years. I mean, look, think back, uh, mm. Fair Oaks. You know, mm. you know, 36, seven years ago, and and what you see now, and and kind of give the the, the audience uh, uh, a glimpse of what what you and I have both seen. I think
1: one of the biggest changes that I've seen in my 38 years is personnel, people. Okay.
0: Yep. It's a good um, point.
1: Uh, Back in the day, we, we want to we think of Reisland and employees and relationships um, as family to a degree. But back in the day, it truly was that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, you,
1: you had veterans that were 20, 30-year veterans that you worked with them, and, and they were just like family members. Yep. Or within that
0: group, you had family. Yeah,
1: like the Wilsons at Jonesboro. That's right. right? Yep. Within yep. that group and those leadership groups, you had yep. family working with family.
0: You know, we had a lot of families that worked in, in different dryer divisions. Right. Uh, back then, I mean, you'd go to Corning; they had a, a group there, and you had them in, in Hazen, you had them in Jonesboro. So it it really was a, a right. family affair almost. Uh, I'm gonna not gonna stump you, but I want you to think back on this mm-hmm. question. Um, give me an interesting story, a funny story of uh, during. In your career i know you and i have got plenty of them but uh it's going to be be and it doesn't have to be just one and if you got two or three you want to tell the tell the group yeah, there, but there's, there's so, hundreds of them
1: yeah there's so many with with a family type atmosphere that i discussed there's so many yep. funny stories yep. um that go along but they're all work related and i don't know if i should tell a lot of them <laughs> uh, but those people are retired so i don't guess it really matters yeah. but uh, we always had a guy doc little at fair that was a prankster that messed with everybody yeah mark Kiki remember mark oh Hickey? i remember mark yeah, yeah. he sold mark Kiki a shotgun and mark Hickey come back with that gun several weeks later he said it wouldn't shoot but one time and and he i'll never forget he told mark he said, Well, I. I didn't really want to sell it to you because my wife was giving me fits because she used it for years as a clothesline prop. <laughs> and
0: and Mark was go. just throwing a
1: fit about that. Yeah, gun. that was a really good time. Bruce Wilson. Oh, Franks, I Bruce. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He would uh, always take uh, Bob truck drivers, and then uh, he'd put a hot wire from the coil from the Bob truck under the seats, so and yep. when they took off in the Bob truck, it would shock them. Shock them. Yep. Uh, uh, so many things oh, yeah. over the years where you take the family atmosphere, yep. and then they brought fun to work. So it was actually you enjoyed coming every day. Oh, yeah. Because you looked forward to what was fixing to happen What next. was going to happen, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, other than, than uh, something bad happening. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which yeah. seems yeah. like it, it, that's the norm today. Yeah, that's
1: the norm today. Back yeah. then, you were, everybody loved harvest. Yep. Everybody loved to come to work just because the relationship you had and, and there was always something going on that made it fun
0: yeah yeah that's true you think back that that's true and folk you know they still everybody gets fired up about harvest now and gets excited about it but boy they after the grind gets in it, it gets it gets tough on us that's right that's yeah. right um so so moving forward to to what you're doing now Freddie, mm-hmm. and uh Give the group a little bit of of what you're doing now on a typical day in in Freddie Gar's uh, day, (laughs) if there's such a thing as a typical day. Yeah, so
1: today as the director of the dryer division, um, I take from what I learned from the past, all the experiences, all the things that I've been challenged with in 38 years, and I try to apply that to everyday life to help solve problems as they arise within the division. Every day, most days, I feel like I am putting out fires and fixing flats all day long. Um, And then some days I actually feel like I'm leading and directing instead of putting out fires and putting out flats, fixing flats. Um, But we have, we're very, I guess, lucky, that in the dryer division we have some really strong leadership we have we well, got a good
0: core group of, there's some managers,
1: managers who yeah. who want to make a difference every yep. day which is a help it is and and um and i want them to manage i want them to delete i want them to direct uh their areas yeah um, and and I always tell them if they cross a the line, I'll I'll tell them they went too far. But right. I want them to lead, and they do a really good job. Yeah.
0: We we've got a good core group of dryer managers that care oh about goodness. the farmer members and, and care about their employees, and, and really want to. I agree with you; they really want to do they what's really best. They really want to make a difference. Yep, yep. They 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 hate it when something breaks down, or they hate it when when the lines get backed up, uh, yeah. as uh, as much as anybody. So uh, I,
1: I would I would say. I come from an era of physical work to more of the mental, stressful side. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's the reason you got so much extra gray hair now, right? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Feel it every day. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Looks like we've got a big harvest uh, Mm -hmm. approaching us. Uh, What what do you think, uh, what do you expect coming up this year?
1: So, yeah, um, Crystal Ball. I think last week uh, Grace and Daniel shared with us FSA numbers was about 1.4 million acres. Yep. Yeah. That was more than we anticipated. Yep. Uh, it's
0: more than we've had in the state of Arkansas. And gosh. Long time. Yeah. Right? Quite a while. 34 percent increase. Yep. Yep. Over last year. Yeah.
1: So you you got to think and you got to know that we're we're going to have some lines. hmm We're we're just going to have it. Um, and and and. It's been a couple of years. It has been. Since we've had lines. Yeah. We, yeah. We've been able to service farmers at a very fast pace in the yeah. last couple of years. So I hope people understand this year that we, we have made really good plans. We've been very direct and very diligent in trying to get the dryer facilities empty and ready to go. Um, but with all of that, we're still going to have some issues. Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, and we're going to have to work through those issues. We're going to have to have... Uh, uh, PVC pods uh, in locations. Yeah. We're going to have to do everything we can to service the farmers the best we can. So, uh, But there's going to there's be some lines this fall. Where uh, You mentioned pods. Where, where are we putting all yeah. the pods this year? So we're looking at doing 2.4 million bushels of pods at uh, Waldenburg. Okay. We haven't had pods there since 2016. Uh, we're looking at doing the covered bunkers at Grubbs, okay. which will be a little over a million bushels. And we're looking at 1.3 million bushels at Corning, and it's been since 2016 since we put pods at Corning. Corning Um, I I think we're going to have to do those things um, because of the speed of the harvest. it looks like on paper that we have enough space to handle the rice, yep. but we do not have enough space to handle the rice along with soybeans. So to get the rice out of the way quick enough to get into soybeans, we're gonna to have to have short hauls, quick hauls, mm-hmm. um, and we're gonna to have to get it to pod sites very, very quickly. Quickly.
0: You mentioned soybeans, um, I visited visiting with a farmer yesterday and his consultant who also mm-hmm. consults several others indicated that the bean crop, if everything stays like it is, it's gonna be a big one. Uh, yeah. the, the guys with that normally cut fifty and sixty and eighty bushel beans are, are going to continue to cut that, if not better. The guys who normally cut thirty-five to forty-five bushels are looking at forty-five to fifty-five bushels. Right. Uh, so it's it's going to be a big harvest. Uh, one thing that that may help us out a little bit is if the river stays uh, up a, enough to where they can, you know, the, some of the farmers can uh, use the river. Uh, and take a little pressure off the, the inland facilities, but, but that's yet to be seen.
1: Yeah, I think the, the weather this summer ha- has been very good for soybeans and rice. And rice. Um, yep. We've gotten rains on the north end of the state the past couple of days. Mm-hmm. Some of the beans I see are probably right now the prettiest beans I've seen in a long, yep. long time. Yep. They're not stressed, uh, they're getting water, they, they really look good. Uh, bean harvest is, is really going to be different this year uh, a lot of early beans
0: uh, yep. planted along the same time as rice. I know it so they're going to have to make a choice of uh, they're going to cut rice today or beans today so right. uh, we'll, we'll have to work our way through that But uh, and typically they, they they, they'll get their rice crop out because they know it can go down in a hurry, but if those beans start popping out, they'll jump over there and, and start yeah. cutting beans.
1: Yeah, and that's a unique challenge, Bill, that we've never had. Yep. Uh, we traditionally think, you know, we get in traditional thinking yep. that a rice harvest is going to start and it's going to go rice, 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 it's going to peak and it's yep. going to fall, and then we're going to start picking up some beans. Yep. Uh, that's our traditional way of thinking. But last year, we got a kind of, we kind of got a little peek into the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, days that we thought we'd have big rice days, we wouldn't. And the days we didn't think, we would. It was up and down, up and down, up and down. People were jumping out of rice, going to beans, going to corn, back to rice, yep. going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Ex- extended the harvest period. Yep. Um, so it's going to be very interesting this year to see how this all plays out
0: i think we'll see part of that also we've um, here in the stuttgart area I've, I've talked to two or three farmers that have uh, their uh, beans. their beans and so mm-hmm. you know seven to ten days we'll have you know some new new crop beans come in not a lot but uh, i think we'll have um, uh, a little bit of a run there for for a day or two but um, as I was telling Nick there at the Stuttgart grain dryer, I said, you know, they're not big big plots of, ri- of beans. They're, they're 60 to 80, 100-acre uh, plots. So it'll, it'll be enough to, to get everything slicked up and ready to go, and then it'll fall off until, until they get through with their rice, and then they'll jump in their beans full. And you know the speed. challenge
1: with that, Bill, is that that would be somewhat typical yep. on the south in the state. Yep. But we're seeing that. On the, the north entire end. state yeah uh, all the way
0: up to corning yep well you know corning and 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 northeast arkansas actually got ahead of planning on the south end That's this, correct. By, this year so That's correct. it uh it's going to be interesting to see how that comes off uh, they're starting to cut a little bit of rice around here in stuttgart yesterday uh, on monday and and uh, so i think it'll pick up as this week continues um, so we're, we're, you know, I don't think we'll get into the full harvest for another week or 10 days, but, right. but we'll we'll start seeing a few more combines running and a few more trucks on the road. Right. Um, you mentioned crystal ball earlier. Let's, let's, you and I yeah. jump ahead yeah. 10 years, 20 years down the road. What, what do you think, other than the fact you and I probably won't be here, but, uh... I don't think I yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think, what do you see? I, I see, um...
1: For the co-op side i, I see things uh, changing in time dramatically mm-hmm. uh, i think sometimes we characterize it as being everything to everybody right and and uh, that is becoming more and more difficult mm-hmm. uh with own farm stories the landscapes change dramatically i think it will continue to change i think that the future the future co-op looks much different than what we're seeing today. Mm-hmm. Um, I see that where we actually have plants that are ip to do specific things, that means identity preserved, right. to do a specific thing yep. uh, to bring the efficiency rating up. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I wished we were already there today, yep. but uh, we're not, right. uh, but I do see that in the future. The more that farmers diversify yeah, the more we're going to have to change to meet that diversification.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, and and they're going to follow the the price too. If if That's the price correct. of beans are up, they'll plant more beans. Price corns up, they'll plant more corn because right. they've got to make a living also. And right. uh, so they're 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 looking at that direction. But uh, rice, you know, in, in some cases, rice is is primarily all they can grow on that farm, and so it'll it'll always be there. But. Uh, Anything else you want to add to the to the podcast? Uh, you know, I, I would say, and um, here's your chance. You'd, yeah, uh,
1: 40, 40 years of um, doing this would be my fortieth harvest. Thirty eight full time years. Um, I'm, I'm anxiously looking for another year. Yep. Uh, I know those years are getting shorter, but That's right. uh, I, I'm anxiously looking for this one to see how we perform. Yep. Uh, I think the group is mentally prepared. Um, I have met with every manager in every district. We have went over storage plans. So everyone is aware of the storage plan and what we intend to do. So we're all in lockstep this fall that everybody understands what everybody else is going to have to do to get through it. So I think we're prepared mentally. Um, uh, I just hope we get through it without too long of lines and that we service the members as they expect to be serviced.
0: Well, there's one thing for sure. Everybody else will have long lines also uh, with yeah. the 1.4 million bushels of or acres of rice uh, planted this year. It's going to be long lines everywhere. Uh, yeah. it'll, be, it'll be like the old days, which uh, a lot of folks say they want to go back to the old days until they get there. Uh, so yeah, it, it will that's be interesting funny story. There the you days. will <laughs> tell that story, on, and we'll end it on yeah. that story.
1: Yeah, well, I, I, you know, uh, we had an elderly man working at Farrell's and and. Um, he was talking about the good old days and everybody was talking about the good old days and uh he finally heard all the youngsters talking about the good old days well he's in his 80s still working at pharaoh's you know in his 80s that's what that's what we used to have right that's right they they lived their life there and he looked at all of us youngsters back then he said i'll tell you what you boys do the good old days he said, "I like my air conditioning."
0: <laughs> he was tired of the <laughs> tired of the good old days. He, yeah. he was ready to get back inside. Yep. Well, Freddie, y'all uh, have a safe uh, harvest this year, and we look forward to it. And maybe when harvest is over and we've got everything under cover, we'll come back around and, and yeah. kind of recap it. Yeah, that'd be good. You bet. All right. Well, everybody, I want to thank Freddie Gar for coming in today and, and doing the podcast, and uh, it's been an enjoyable uh, time to visit with Freddie, and, and he and I go back a long ways, and, and uh, it's always good to reminisce about the good old days. That's right. So, everybody, we appreciate you and, and hope you enjoy this podcast, and we will visit with you again soon. Thank you for joining us for today's show of the Graniacs. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel and be sure and follow us on social media. For more information about the Graniacs, Riceland Foods, or just rice in general, visit us at riceland.com or riceland.coop. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you listen in on our next podcast.